I'm about to share with you something. First of all, it's a bit of a taboo. I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. And also it's something I've completely changed my mind on Gone 180 on. And my opinion now, as it stands on this date, is that paying for your friends is the ultimate life hack that will get you further, faster in life than anything else. And look, I'm saying that kind of tongue in cheek, but I'm going to tell you what I mean. I'm saying it tongue in cheek because, well, let me tell you a story. Years ago, so I have a brother. He's two years older than me, two calendar years older than me, I should say, or just shy of that, but like one grade ahead of me. And so, you know, we were best friends, but we also fought and all that good stuff. And his freshman year of college, so he's a freshman in college. I'm a senior in high school. We had probably the last fight that we've had, like physical fight, and and also probably one of the most violent fights because by this point he's 19 and I'm 17, and you can fucking do some damage when you're two pissed off young dudes who are, you know, caught up two two hotheads caught up in the moment. And what we got in this fight about, I don't even remember how it started, but it definitely escalated. Because he had joined a fraternity that year, his, his fall, or yeah, that fall, that freshman year of college. And I was like, you aren't shit. You have to pay for your friends. <laughs> and that like escalated this fight to a whole new level. And, you know, whatever. It, I don't even remember how it resolved or, or what the end result was. But I do know that one year later, <laughs> when I went off to college, I myself, quote unquote, paid for my friends and joined a fraternity. And we'll revisit that in a little bit. But, you know, Here's the thing, man. Obviously, so in that moment, I, I went 180 within a year. Like to me, it was like the ultimate dagger I could throw at him, the ultimate verbal dagger I could throw at my brother in that moment. And then a year le- later, I'm doing the same thing. Like, hmm, okay, maybe change my mind. But what got me on this topic is I was at a I was at an event this past weekend. It was Dr. Gabrielle Lyons Forever Strong Summit, and it was dope. And we uh, we got to go, and she had a little panel of people, panel of fitness people, nutrition people, and just you know, motivational speakers, that sort of stuff. There's five of them. And they did a live podcast for like this really kind of small, intimate crowd. And it was super cool. So they had a panel. They did a little podcast. Everybody heard from the panel. And then they ended it with some Q&A. And one of the things they were talking about, because all these people on the panel, there's five of them, I think, are, are successful in their own ways. And so the question was, what are some unseen attributes of success? What are some of these attributes that you know, you're successful and you know that this exists and other successful people know that this exists, but people who are on the come up maybe don't understand how important these attributes are. What what are those attributes was the question Gabrielle put to her panel. And across the board, they all said relationships. They said, I did not get here alone and building and nurturing relationships in my industry and with clients and vendors and coaches and mentors and, you know, colleagues, the whole deal that support from having a true, authentic relationship where we are truly rooting for each other, that's what got me so far ahead. And you could tell because everybody on the stage, she obviously had an awesome relationship with and they were there helping each other. They were there you know, at her event, speaking, being on this podcast panel, the whole deal. And I fully understand that now. I fully understand the concept. Like I used to hate networking when I first started because I thought it was just, oh, I got to go to the Chamber of Commerce and everybody's going to try and sell me, you know, fucking life insurance or something. And, you know, and it's just going to be awkward. But now I realize, no, that's not what networking is. Networking is finding like-minded people in your business who maybe you can transact with in terms of like you're a good fit for a client vendor type situation. Or maybe you are just colleagues who bounce stuff off each other. But relationships where you can help each other out will will get you further faster. So I get that. 
But then, but then another panelist, he says, and look, I got to say this too. He goes, yes, relationships. Absolutely. He goes, but what nobody talks about is that it is a pay to play game. You have to pay to be in the room. You have to pay for relationships that advance you forward. And I was like, oh shit, I know where this is going, right? Because here's the thing. I'm on board with this. I'm on board with this, but I, I was not always on board with this. And when, when they got to the Q and A, there was this woman in the crowd and she was triggered, bro. And like, you could just tell from her energy, like she wanted to stand up and like hit this like gotcha type of question. Like she's not even like genuinely asking because she's curious. She like wants to shoot this idea down. She wants to prove it wrong that it's pay to play. And so she asked him, he's like, Hey, okay, cool. So you all said genuine relationships are, uh, you know, what got you the furthest fastest, but how is it a genuine relationship if you pay for it? And I was like, yeah, like I know what she meant because not, not because I believe that currently because I used to believe that and I've worked through it myself and there is a balance here and there is, this is an idea worth exploring. And I, I hope you'll stick around long enough to hear some insights. All I want to do is share to you today how I have changed my opinion of this over the years so that maybe you can take it away and integrate it into your perspective. You know, you don't, I don't want everybody to just take what I say and never question it, but it's like, dude, just so listen to some ideas with an open mind and see what lands and see what sticks and see what helps your, you know, solidifies your perspective. And so let me start it off by saying when I was on the come up, <laughs> when I was a young business owner, well, I had a, I had a little fantasy. Maybe you've had a similar fantasy where you are just randomly going to meet someone super famous or super influential in your area or just super powerful. You're just going to randomly meet them. And because, you know, you're just so special, you guys are going to hit it off, become best friends, and they're just going to want to mentor you. And that's where you're going to get your big break. You know, you're just waiting for that moment. And you're, and you're kind of like in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I'm just waiting for my big break. And I'm just going to randomly meet this person. And, you know, maybe you see them, they're out there in your space. Maybe they're, on, they're speaking on stage or maybe, you know, they have a famous podcast. You're like, that's my person. I'm somehow going to meet them and they're going to give me my big break. Okay. Maybe you've had some variety of that like sort of thought process. I know I did. I was like, well, dude, I just got to get up there. I just got to meet these people. It'll, and they'll see how special I am. And, and, and they'll want to mentor me and give me my big break. And I want to point out that, you know, yeah, you might randomly meet someone famous or influential or powerful. It might just happen randomly, but it's kind of unlikely. They tend to run in certain circles, right? And you could become best friends. But to be honest with you, if you have that little thought process that I just described, it's unlikely that you're going to become friends. Because the attitude that I had in that situation, the attitude I had in that thought process was just complete taker energy. Complete taker energy. You know, I wasn't planning on contributing anything except how special I am, you know, and I'm just thinking, oh, this person is going to see how special I am, you know, and somehow they're just going to want to offer up all their time and energy, uh, maybe some access to their network, and they're just going to root for me and invest in my success. Well, I bring nothing to the table except for the fact that I've been, you know, grandma's most handsome boy for 27 consecutive years. Like that's complete taker energy to not bring anything to the table and expect somebody to just want to pour into you and make you successful. And so the big idea here that everyone misses is that you have to bring something to the table in any relationship. And that is personal or business. And to me, the line is really blurry. You know, the people I do business with, the people 
who uh, my vendors, so the people who I pay, like I, it's really important to me that I have a personal relationship with them and I like them. And I, my clients are some of my best friends, to be honest with you. Like I, I get very tight with these people because we're, we're on the journey together, you know? So for me, the line is pretty blurry. And, you know, for those of you in a different type of business, it's like, dude, maybe business and friendship, they might seem different, but it's just a slightly different transaction. It's just a slightly different type of bond. And I don't want either one to be transactional. It's just like, okay, I give you this, you give me that, like tit for tat. But I do want equal contribution over time, you know, equal contribution over time. And so what I mean by that is like, dude, think about you guys, like the smallest example, maybe you, you picked up the tab at dinner or you picked up the tab for drinks and it's just, it's just whatever. In that moment, you know, you felt like you wanted to do that for your friends and you know, great, great. That's, that's cool. That's a way of showing love. Or maybe you just knew like, Hey, I invited this person here. This is a steakhouse. I love this restaurant. It's expensive. I invited them here. I know their financial situation isn't great. So I'm just going to cover it cool, man. That's, I think that's awesome. But when I say equal contribution over time, what I mean is, does that person make an effort to bring something to the table or do they just mooch for years and years and years and years and years? Because over time that will wear on you. And it doesn't have to be just about money or whatever. Like there's a lot of different currencies. So Dan Nicholson talks about, you know, timer is the acronym. So it's like you could pay or be paid in time, influence, you know, money, energy, or reputation, but influence reputation equals relationships. So it's like, dude, if you're a friend, if, you know, as a friend, maybe there's some, maybe there's a friend who's like, you do this for them. And one thing they do for you is like, Hey man, I can do something for you that saves you a bunch of time. Like, that's cool. It's nice that you guys are looking out for each other. You know, maybe you're friends with the person because every time they show up, they give you so much energy. And so you find some way to return that favor. Maybe you have a friend who is like, dude, maybe that same friend we're talking about before who's like, hey, dude, I don't mind buying drinks for you. And maybe they don't have the money to buy you drinks, but they pay you back by always speaking highly of you when you're not around. They increase your reputation. Like, man, it's good. It's a good feeling when you know somebody's talking positive about you behind your back. You know, that's the ultimate tell of a friendship. So there's a lot of different currencies. I'm not saying everything in friendship has to be, you know, one for one, but there's got to be equal contribution over time in some way, shape or form. And it's like, I do, I even, I even remember Angie had a friend who's no longer, like no longer her friend. And it was like the contributions weren't equal and it had nothing to do with money and it had everything to do with energy. This person would call and they, she would, you know, expect Angie's time to the tune of about two hours per night to unload all of her problems and just have Angie listen. And like, this is like early in our career. So like we're kind of working our asses off and our evening because of how we worked really only equated to about two hours. We had about two hours, maybe a little bit less of actual true downtime every single night before we wanted to go to bed and do it all over again. So for us at the time, working two different jobs, just like being away, like that was our time to be together every day. And, and I'm like, dude, I just got to kind of sit here and watch you listen to this person. And it just, it was an energy drain on Angie. So the contributions weren't equal. Angie was giving her time and giving her energy and getting nothing in return. And that, this may sound cold, but 
dude, that's not a good friend. That's fucking taker energy. And over time, that relationship fizzled out because those contributions weren't equal over time. All right. So the big idea here, I'm just going to reiterate it because I kind of got lost in the weeds there. The big idea that everyone misses is that in any relationship, it is expected that both parties bring something to the table and that those contributions are equal over time. If somebody does something for you now, you don't have to pay them right now. But if you have a relationship where they're constantly doing something for you and you are never bringing anything to the table, that's not a real relationship. That's being a taker. Now, here's big idea part two, though, because this whole thing is about paying for friends. You can't actually pay for friends. It's not an actual thing you can do. You can pay for somebody's attention. You can pay for their attention by, you know, if they offer consulting, you can, you know, sign up for consulting with them. Like we do coaching. You can get attention from us in a coaching way. You can pay for that. You could pay for proximity to somebody. You could go to their event. You could go to their mastermind, whatever. But at the end of the day, to create an actual relationship, you have to bring something to the table to balance the energy. You have to nurture the relationships. You have to actually give a fuck about the person beyond the fact that they can do something for you. You know, you have to give a fuck about them. You have to care about the person. Like that's so understated in this whole like mentality of so many times I see people who, oh man, I don't even know what the, like, I guess it is taker energy where it's like so many times people want others to do stuff for them, but they're bringing nothing to the table. And the reality is like, you know, going back to my fraternity example, you can't buy friends. So it's like, dude, I joined a fraternity. I paid money, did all this hazing, right? Went through all the bullshit of pledge chip. And then at the end of the day, I'm in a a fraternity of quote unquote, a hundred brothers, but dude, they're not a hundred friends. Some of them I don't like, some of them, they don't like me all good. So now there's people who I can, there's people who I do align with energetically and we put in the work to become friends. We spend time together. We get to know each other. We balance each other's energy out, like, you know, in terms of give and take. And now they're my friends for life. So yeah, I could pay to be in a fraternity, but I can't pay to have a true authentic connection that is earned. That is earned through give and take and spending time, quality time, actually listening to people and actually caring about them beyond what they can do for you. And so those are those are two big ideas when it comes to quote unquote paying for your friends. Right. Those are those are two really, I think, powerful ideas is that dude, first of all, every relationship, there is some form of transaction. There's some sort of payment, whether it's energetic or whatever, energetic, emotional, you know, whatever. And then the other idea is that you can spend a currency to buy yourself into the room to get attention from somebody, but to build an actual true authentic relationship, you still have to put in the work. So you still have to put in the work to nurture and care about somebody. Here's how I use it. Like here's a tangible example, you know, of just kind of how I've done it over the years, which is if I see someone who I'm like, dude, I want to learn from them. I want to be friends with them. Like I want what they have. I, you know what I mean? Whatever the case is, um, you know, certainly early on when I had nothing to offer, I was like, well, dude, I will just sign up for their coaching program, right? Like a lot of times, like if I wanted mentorship from another fitness trainer who was like further along than me, I would just be coached by them. And then guess what? That opens the door to be a really good student, which catches their eye. And guess what? If you engage with somebody's work, if somebody is really passionate about their work, like in this case, a fitness professional is going to be passionate about their fitness program and you show care and you honor the effort they put in by being a good student. That's bringing energy to the table. That's giving. So you paid, you you brought money to the table to pay for the program, and then you honored that program by bringing energy and paying attention to it. Now all of a sudden, it's going to be a lot easier to build a relationship. You know, so that's a great example. Where it's like, hey, if I didn't do that, there was no other way I was going to access this person. Like I can't just randomly text them or show up at their house, right? And so 
what I want you to do, what I, the way I want you to think about it is like you see this person who you want to network with, you want to be friends with. It's like, just ask yourself, what can I bring to the table? Is there an introduction that would benefit them? Like, so, like can I open my network to them and say, hey, so-and-so, I want to introduce you to this person. I think it would be a great fit. And then that's obviously going to open the door to uh, a relationship. Is there some sort of information you can give them? Like, have you ever just seen someone struggling in their life with something that you have expertise about? So in my case, fitness, you know, I'll just be like, hey, I can make your life easier. They tell, <laughs> I see what they're doing from a fitness perspective on social media or something like that. Or, you know, they tell me what they're doing or that, you know, and I'm like, cool, hey, I can make your life a whole lot easier if we can just, let me just help you out with that really quick. And then I added value to their life by giving them a little bit of fitness advice. And giving without, you know, wanting anything back is obviously, you know, a great door to a relationship. And so, you know, I just want you to think about that. Like, hey, if there's somebody you want to initiate a relationship with, bring something to the table. See if you can introduce them to someone who would be beneficial. See if you have some information that would be beneficial to them. See if you can make their life easier with the knowledge you have and give it without expectation. Or if proximity is a problem, how can I do business with that person as a customer? And then be an awesome customer, <laughs> you know, be an awesome customer, be, a, be an enthusiastic supporter. And they are going to appreciate the energy you bring to their program. And, you know, a, a relationship can possibly blossom from there. That's, that's how I use it. But if I were to tie it all together, I would just say, hey, in the end, in terms of, so here we are, like, can you pay for your friends or should you pay for friends? Is it the ultimate life hack? Well, here's what you can pay for. You can pay to get into the room oftentimes. You, you can pay to be seen. You can, you can, if you want to meet somebody bad enough, you can usually find a way with money to make that happen. But you can't really pay for trust in relationship. You can't really pay for trust in relationship. You have to do that by following all the laws of normal relationships, which is supporting people, showing them you care, and giving without expecting anything in return. And you know, if you do that, you are going to completely reframe the way you look at networking to build your business, you're going to completely change the way you see people in the world. Because rather than seeing like, what can this person do for me? If you just simply ask, man, I'd like to be friends with that person. What can I do for them? You're going to start the relationship out on the right foot. You know, you're going to build mutual trust and you're going to, you're going to create an energetically balanced relationship. And I think the reason I share this is because, you know, I think for years I was just rolling around you know, kind of in taker energy, if I'm being real with you. And it, and it wasn't anything intentional. I, I'm actually not really much of a taker at all, but it was just a false expectation. It was a little bit of being naive, thinking that, oh, I've just got to be a really nice guy, which by the way, you've heard me rail against that bullshit before. If you haven't, you know, it's, you know, been on some of my podcasts, this belief that like, oh, I just, just be a really good person and the right people will notice you. Like, no, no, that ain't it, dude. That ain't it. That's not how relationships work. You, being nice isn't really bringing anything to the table, and it's not really differentiating you from anybody else. And so if you expect somebody to pour into you simply because you're nice, which, by the way, I did for a long time and then was like saddened by it and disappointed because it, it's a wrong expectation. It's a wrong expectation. This is a world where this is a world that values competency and that values currency. Currency being money but currency also being influence, reputation, time, right, energy. And so if you can come up with a way to help somebody 
and bring more of those currencies to the table. Like, hey, I can you know either A, just bring my money because that's the most straightforward currency, but hey, I can do this thing that saves you time. I can do this thing that, that get, brings you more energy. I can offer an introduction that helps you in, you know, create more influence and furthers your mission, or I can help build your reputation. You come with that. It's going to be much easier to get noticed. It's going to be much easier to get noticed because you're no longer rolling from taker energy. You're take, you're, you're rolling in with like, how can I help this person? And that builds a lot of trust right off the bat. That's what I got for you today. Just kind of jiving off of, you know, one little question I saw at a live event last week and I'm like, oh, you know, that's worth, that's worth diving a little deeper into because I feel like it's it is pretty unspoken, and I feel as if there is a little bit of naivete. I don't even know how to say it, but you know, in the world where it's like, oh, just be nice. Like, oh, being nice is like, I don't know. It's 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 kind of overrated. Like being kind is good, but also expecting the world to just open up for you because you're nice. Well, dude, being nice is easy, but being valuable is difficult. And so if you put your effort into being valuable, which by the way, puts you, if you, if you change your perspective, like, Hey, how can I be a valuable person? By definition, when you do that, you have to think from somebody else's shoes. How can I add value to this person's world? Well, now you're coming from a place of service and that's really the best place to start a relationship. So anyway, not sure that I have like a super concrete, like framework for you, but certainly as always, I just, you know, I like to stir some thoughts, start a conversation. I love the conversations I have with you guys offline about this stuff. So keep the messages coming and just let me know how it lands with you and if you're able to integrate it into your life. All right, that's it. If you haven't already, go to thegoodshit.info. Hit me up on social media. I'm most active on Instagram right now. Been a little quiet on Substack because I've been focusing my writing efforts elsewhere to try and get my book out this spring. But regardless, go to thegoodshit.info. You know, subscribe on Substack to be on my email You know, list. Uh, but then also just connecting on social media. You, if you if you're if we're connecting on Instagram, you're not going to miss anything. So that's what I got for you. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon.